Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This could, could all go horribly wrong at any minute. And the rubber chicken says, <laughs> I think I was at Camp Lejeune, but I'm not sure who to call about it because what do I know? I'm just a rubber chicken. <laughs> well, seriously, you were never in the military. Are you kidding me, a chicken squad? You're out of your mind, okay? Quit trying to, you have become morally bankrupt during the time we, well, of course, oh, sure, it's my fault. Okay, look, we don't have time to talk about this. We will discuss it at another juncture, okay? There's a word you can put in your beak, and that we will be talking about it because we got to get on with Rantcast 102, entitled, Really? Herschel? Really? God, you've got to be kidding me. So Herschel Walker, who is... uh, Running for the Senate in um, in Georgia is you, you probably heard this week. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, got an abortion for one of the his uh, uh, the women that he sees, and uh, she came out and said he got the abortion, and this has sent that whole thing into a tiz. The entire race, they don't know what to do. Um, and, and day after day now we have to listen to what it means. And stop with what the fuck it means, all right? Stop it. What does it mean? It means things are fucked up. It means that the Republicans nominated someone uh, who... But they already knew... This is like, okay, so we got this. They already knew he had, what was it, four children by four different mothers, and which is fine. I don't care. But by God, I mean, he, he ended up, you know, the, the, the party that tells you you're not supposed to get this, have abortions, you know, they go to the Supreme Court, they get it all changed, and then the guy got one, okay? Which means, for all intents and purposes, as far as I'm concerned, that means he's pro-abortion, doesn't it? Or he was for that time period. That's a little something that they're not dealing with. And that isn't even as important as the fact that they've nominated somebody who's going to contribute nothing. You got 100 people in the Senate, okay, 100. And you got to find, at least nominate someone who's got something, all right? You know, we don't need somebody in terms of, boy, I'm a brilliant, you know, you know in, I'm a brilliant in terms of when it comes to football. I'm a, I'm a tremendous, uh, you know, and, uh, no, okay? He's got nothing to contribute. There's nothing he said along the campaign trail that I have heard that one would say, wow, that's really something. All we know is he's going to vote with the Republicans and the Republicans don't care. You know, the fact that he has nothing else to contribute except a vote. That is no way to run a fucking Congress or a Senate specifically. You don't fucking elect people who have nothing to contribute other than a vote. Okay, I can't think it's that simple. All right. And uh, 
I'm just, a, a, it's a, it, it, that was, you know, and then we're, then we're going to have to go through, well, is it true or is it not true? Uh, we are on the road, as you can see, though. Let's get back to reality, all right? Not conjecture. We are on the road uh, here. We passed, uh, we're passed. we rolling through California on our way to uh, San Francisco. And uh, we're, uh, we'll be doing a show tonight. And um, we passed through Paso Robles, which I will tell you is a little travel tip. And I don't know specifically the name of the uh, of the sh of the uh, of the um, of the shopping uh, place you should shop there in terms of uh, the grocery store, uh, which which outlet it is. Um, but they there is a stop along the way where you could you know they sell uh, wine at a phenomenal price in, in Paso Robles, an area that grows phenomenal grapes. It's Albertsons. Um, we, if you're passing through, um, we pass through, I'm just going to tell you, uh, one of the places you're going to want to stop if you're passing through Paso Robles, which we did, and we did not get a chance to stop there today because we have to be at the theater by time. Oh, God. So because I wanted to stop there, there, there is a remarkable uh, Albertsons there which sells uh, phenomenal wine at great prices, because the grapes in Paso Robles are tremendous. Uh, they have a number of, uh, uh, of uh, wineries, and uh, they, they th put their bottles in there, and I, at least it was that way when uh, we went through the last time. I'm sure it's the same now, and so you may want to stop in there, because mm -mm -mm, at that price, it's tasty. Last night in, uh, at the show it, in beautiful San Luis Obispo, uh, we discovered uh, that they, they sell, uh, you can, there's places you can go, they sell you a bottle of wine, you can get a, another bottle of wine, same, you know, buy one bottle at, uh, at uh, the normal price, you get the second bottle for a nickel. Well, why, why would you live anywhere else? Huh? That's something to think about. I certainly am now. You get that other bottle for a nickel, that you can't beat that. Um, but that's no way to make choices. That's, that's like, uh, that's kind of Herschel Walker-esque so to speak. And, and so we'll move on into the, uh, it's been a week because uh, I got to stay at the Mission Inn and uh, that is in Riverside where we first performed this week. And if you, you you're just going to want to go there. Okay. Look, I didn't realize this becoming a travel log, but that's what we're doing. You can see outside the magnificent countryside. And let me just point out before I get to Riverside, uh, before I forget, uh, we have been traveling for about, uh, three hours and, uh, it's brown. The whole fucking state that we're driving, the part of the state that we're driving, it is fucking brown. Not anything else but brown. There's some green in these uh, trees, that you can see, but basically the rest of it, browner than brown. Like, hey, a brush fire could occur at any fucking second. Um, I don't know what you do about this. I don't know how people live like this, um, but it is really, uh, you know, and then meanwhile... Uh, back east, where normally I would be at this time of year, and it's kind of a lucky break because it's rainy, windy, shitty, uh, but the leaves are changing color, and it's kind of a nice time to see those leaves change color. Here, you will see no leaves. You will see green and brown, okay? That is what you get to see. And then some ramshackle things that they've got set up that I don't quite understand. And uh, But uh, Riverside, they uh, have a... Um, the Mission Inn is there, and it is... For my money, I'm just going to tell you, uh, one of the most beautiful, at least uh, one of the, by far the top five hotels in terms of beauty and historical significance I've ever been in. It is spectacular. You can walk around that that um, the, the hotel just within the hotel for hours. Uh, there is an incredible amount of art in there. There's an incredible amount of history in there, and there are two parrots. And I went out yesterday, and the big news for my week is the thing that kind of turned everything around. It was much more of a distraction of baseball playoffs. Okay, how many fucking, you have a whole fucking season, then you let, look, 90 teams except for mine get into the playoffs. Huh? And it's, I mean, it's great in terms of a distraction and all of that, but that's a lot of fucking playoffs. Okay? You don't need, then don't play the whole fucking season that you're playing. If you want more playoffs, then just, you know, yank a few of those games out, all right? Uh, stop watching this year because they won't show my team on TV. 
but I'm, 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 I'm so the so the high point was not baseball. The high point um, is that uh, that these two parrots that have been there since the early uh, 1900s, I believe, not these two, uh, but uh, initially there were two parrots, and they were have, they they were part of the the place and uh, this giant cage they're in, and it's their uh, macaws. And they're absolutely spectacular, a lot of color. Uh, the female is this red and uh, yellow. The male is a striking blue, a blue that I'd like to find in a suit someday, actually, because blue is my color, I think. And then uh, maybe, I, maybe I should dress up as a parrot and may, maybe as a macaw. But what I saw that it was unbelievable uh, to witness. Um, these two, these two birds, now named as the others were Napoleon and Josephine. Don't even remember. I read why, and I'm not going to go into it, and I don't remember it because I don't fucking remember. Um, but these two, these two birds, uh, people have asked. I've, I know this from time immemorial. One of the great mysteries of life, at least for me, and I think for many, is uh, how do parrots fuck? Huh? How do they do it? You look at a parrot. You go, look at that son of a bitch. How are the two of them going to get together? You know, I had a parakeet. I don't know. You know, we I didn't get it a, a female parakeet. It was senile. It wouldn't have known what to do anyway. I'm serious. It was senile. It was where I learned about dementia was from a parakeet. That fucker was nuts. That he squawked all the time, bitter little fuck, and, and, and apparently wasn't ready to die uh, at all. And... Uh, so certainly wouldn't have, but I, you know, you'd watch this thing, you go, well, how would this fuck something? And these are big, these are big, big, fucking that big, okay? Big, big fuckers. And I saw them uh, fucking. I, 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 I was stunned. I didn't know they were, they were fucking at the time. Initially, I didn't know. Because you're looking at me thinking, well, you know, what are they doing? Because one of them, the male, is this way, head down, on the on the uh, roost thing there, and the female this way, head down, okay, and they're backed up against each other like this. So I thought it was some sort of a thing, you know. I thought they were <laughs> relaxing. What do I know about fucking maybe doing yoga, macaw yoga? But that's what I thought. But they were squished together and not making a lot of sounds, not a lot of movement. She had a little jerky thing that happened, and that was the first tip off. She kind of got startled. Uh, and made a little squawk, and I thought, but what the fuck is happening? Nobody around. This place is usually packed with fucking people, too. Packed with people. So I was kind of happy to just have the two of them to myself, but, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, I am watching, I am taking a time out of my day to watch them, and I'm watching them to see what's going on. You see, you know, now I'm going, they're fucking. They're, they're fucking, these, par these parrots are fucking. It's unbelievable that they could be fucking. It's and nobody's around to kind of like, uh, you know, kind of maybe also help me take some pictures because I wanted to take some pictures just to kind of send it on. If anything's going to go viral that I've ever seen, it's parrots fucking. OK, why? Because it's a big question that a lot of people have. How the fuck if you ask if you literally just put, I believe, online and I'm sure somebody already has. How do parrots fuck? Then I showed this video that I thought I could have shown. I think people would watch it. Um, but uh, I'm sure that many of you will respond with your, uh, this is, you know, the, the videos and the viral videos that you've seen of the, the parrot fucking phenomenon, which I've, but nobody was there. No one was there to confirm that this truly was parrots fucking. So, but I, I, I realized uh, toward the end that it was. Uh, that's what they were doing. And uh, I realized it because that's the sound of a motorcycle, two of them. Um, and they're, uh, I knew it because the, the, um, they, the, the, the female parrot, uh, Josephine started to make some noises that were similar to what I believe were sexual noises. I don't know the sexual noises of a parrot, but it wasn't like conversational, if you get what I mean, okay? <laughs> Something like that. Um, and 
And then they kind of got really, there was a moment of real excitement, and then they split apart. And then he tried to get near again, and she was like, fuck you, I'm done. All right? Unusual, no cuddling. Uh, I thought, you'd think at the end that parrots would cuddle, because they, uh, they, 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 that would be something they would lean into, having been, their heads were down. Now they might want to see each other again, but no, she was pissed. Then eventually they got together for a little, there was a little uh, French kissing, and those tongues are disturbing, and you don't want to look at a parrot's tongue for very long. It's something odd about them. So uh, that really made for an incredible uh, bit of time there in the Mission Inn, and it was a breakthrough, really, for uh, uh, in terms of uh, my knowledge of the sexuality of parrots. I'll be writing... Uh, I'm sure there's a, 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 I can't imagine to, to be that guy in the 17th century who's sitting around waiting to watch parrots fuck. What a gig that must have been. And I just stumbled onto it. Talk about luck. <laughs> so uh, it was really a, a, a great time to be in, uh, in uh, the Mission Inn. And uh, once again, I'm going to tell you, it's, I'm going to use a word I never used for a hotel. Or much of anything. It was you, you, the, this is a romantic restaurant. This is a romantic hideaway. This is a fucking romantic place to go. It truly is. It's really uh, got a quality to it. That uh, and five restaurants. You don't even have to leave. Um, and when you do leave, there are little things around there to you to wander into. And uh, one giant uh, kind of a not a flea market, but you know it's got everything from a, the books to. Uh, paintings to, uh, you know, I, I guess a flea market would be the name for it. it was, it's gigantic, still there. All of the stores were still there. Riverside survived in a place called the Food Lab, which continues to be quite good. And uh, so it was a terrific time there, and I'm, uh, uh, I'm glad I could share uh, a bit of it with you today. Um, and now it's off to San Francisco, where we will be uh, uh, performing tonight, and then uh, have a break. And we will be on to um, next week. It's uh, back to uh, the, the the desert. We go back to um, um, Palm Desert. And so I was. I spent the first part of the week in um, in Palm Desert playing golf and uh, with some friends down there. And it was uh, fucking uh, five thousand degrees. And it was it seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. Uh, I could have either stayed in uh, Phoenix and played there, uh, but it was 5,000 degrees there, and it was an opportunity for me to see some friends that I had not seen in a long time. It was great. But the sun was literally a foot from our fucking heads. And once again, I proved to myself that I have got to learn to play golf and enjoy it. There cannot, I cannot bitch, moan, and whine. I have to enjoy the game if that's what I'm going to be doing. But it was hard to. I'd reached a form of delirium during the second uh, 18, the last nine, it was like it was literally 42,000 degrees, and uh, I was uh, I was completely incapable of hitting a shot on any level whatsoever, and uh, so um, so now we will head back to there, the Palm Desert. So maybe I can get another round in just to see how how how, how much my eyes can bulge out during a shot, and then. Um, we go from there to San Diego, which I'll be interested to see if they've shaped up. Because San Diego is, you know, the last time I was there, I, they've got, it's one thing is tourism, and for some reason they've let the downtown had started to go before the pandemic. So I can't imagine what it's like now. But I look forward to performing there, because uh, it's in, in the, uh, there's a, a nice theater we'll be at, the Balboa, I believe in uh, San Diego and then on to uh, the Orpheum in Los Angeles where I'll be judged on a different level. What happened to him? Where is he? Why? Why? How come didn't he ever get a series? What's the problem here? Is he as funny as he once was? This is Los Angeles. This is where we grade you on your likability and your TVQ. And so that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> it will be actually because I get to see a lot of friends and I don't give a fuck. At this point, we'll just do the show, and then I'm sure reports will come in, and there'll be a lot of direct criticism launched at me. But I can't, my focus is so shitty now, as you can tell from these things, that I will look at it and go, <laughs> and not remember it. 
eight seconds later and barely get to a paragraph. So that's the way things are out here. Um, we will continue to drive through what could be a major fire area at any moment. And the other reason you're going to really want to get out here to California, and I'm sorry you're missing it, is, is that everyone out here drives. They drive, drive, and drive, and drive, and drive. And the price of gas will be up the fucking roof. It's so exciting to be on a bus where this is costing us to get from, um, to get from San Luis Obispo. A five-hour drive to San Francisco is $32,000. So when these guys drive by and they're whining because they're only paying 800 bucks to get from one place to another, fuck you. You know, you got to really travel like this to pay some real money. We are burning it. We are burning it as fast as we can. And we'll buy some more. And we'll certainly keep these uh, oil companies in business. And God damn it, the billion people driving and wonder why the price of gas is up here. It's called supply and demand, but I'm going to save that for another time. I haven't got time to go into it. And the rubber chicken needs to be scrubbed down. So I'm going to go now. I want to thank you all for, uh, for watching uh, the, the uh, Rantcast 102, really, Herschel. Really? And the rants this week uh, that you'll be hearing are coming from Riverside and San Luis Obispo. There's a, uh, a couple of really, uh, one, well, one in particular by a, a young man that uh, is really quite touching and, um, and I think uh, quite important. Uh, it, it's a, it really well written and really had something to say and, uh, and, would, uh, and probably could use a little help from uh, the adults out there who watch this. And I'm not sure any of us who really, uh, myself and those who watch are really adults. Uh, that's something uh, I would have to ask for outside opinions of, but I won't uh, because it's time to go. Um, so uh, enjoy the folks from Riverside and San Luis Obispo. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed uh, uh, reading those and uh, the performances there. And I trundle on toward uh, hopefully a, really a better set uh, tonight in San Francisco. Uh, and then next week, we're, uh, I've given you the dates, and so for those of you who are living around there, get your, um, get, your, get them in. You're, uh, oh, sorry, I thought we were going to have a, an accident because a group of assholes are getting off here to go to uh, Oakland, actually, in Santa Cruz, where our, uh, the illustrious Ben Brewer lives, and um, I'm sure you wanted to know that. Uh, he was screaming uh, just a few minutes ago, can't we go to Santa Cruz? And he's the tour manager, so that'll give you an idea of the breakdown and the meltdown happening here. And that's where we are. Um, I look forward to seeing you again next week, and, uh, and thank you again. Take care of each other. That's the best we can do. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We're coming to you from Riverside, California, from the beautiful Fox Performing Arts Center. And we are right next to uh, in, uh, the Mission Inn. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you uh, if the reason to come here is the Mission Inn. Okay? It's one of the top... I've, I've traveled around the whole world, and uh, it's one of the five nicest places, hotels I've ever been in. And it's... I'm going to say something I have never said, and I, I hate saying it, but it's true.
and that is it's one of the most romantic hotels you could ever go to. And, um, and that's just a fact. And, and the lack of a reaction, as opposed to the full-bodied things you heard before, is because they're very calm out here. <laughs> they live with it. They don't understand that it's romantic. They just go, fuck, look at that. There's a lot of people traveling around, fucking those fucking tourist cocksuckers coming here. Look at them snuggling together. God damn it, they're happier than I am. But it is, it's worth it if you, uh, uh, I mean, it is really, and I don't normally fucking ever say anything is romantic, but that fucking thing, ooh. I'm by myself. I am by myself, and I am wandering around with a boner three hours a day. <laughs> and that's another word I haven't used since I was 14. <laughs> so from Andy Schulte, why the fuck isn't there a cup holder in CP106? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I really don't know Andy, and I'll try to work on that. It's part of my job, really, is one, as I wander around the country, is to pick up notes like this and I'll tell them on the way out. I'm, so come back next week and I'm sure there'll be two cup holders. Now, these are back to back and it's from Martin Leibovitz. Why can't my wife carry her fucking purse in here? Yes. Yes, we're terrorists until proven innocent. How else can I smuggle in booze? <laughs> you get, uh, you want me to explain it? You get those airline bottles, fucknut. <laughs> How tough is that? Uh, it, and then uh, Eric Barthelm, uh, Barthelme, possibly, the, the, there's the writer. It's pretty fucking stupid that a woman can't bring her very small person to your show at the Fox Theater and is forced to walk all the way back to their vehicle. Yeah. With, with, why, why exactly are we worried about this? Um, I, because um, she could be carrying a cobra. <laughs> You're not up here working. Anything could be in that tiny purse. You know, something, a perfume that uh, I could get a rash? <laughs> Son of a bitch, I can, the, the list is endless. I don't have time, but maybe in this week's Rantcast, I can discuss all of the things. No, it's a, it's a little, it, it gets, it borders on it, but then, you know, then of, of course somebody eventually in 10 years will show up. They'll say, oh fuck, it's okay. She can bring a little person. She'll have a bazooka. <laughs> Blew the theater up, everything went, the roof was gone, son of a bitch. Um, this is from Dot Leibovitz, who I guess is married to Martin. And is, a, I guess, or sister, who knows? It's just fascinating. This, now, I'm not sure I understand this, Dot, but I'm gonna read it, because you told me you didn't think I was gonna read it, so fuck you. <laughs> what the fuck is with all these non-medical people saying ivermectin is a horse medication. Do a search on the fucking internet. It's been used for zoonotic diseases for decades. It's on the who's most essential meds. Um, it's a, uh, it's a for, for parasites. It's for parasites. That's what I looked up. I don't know what you've got on that, uh, but it's for parasites. It's for parasites and animals. It's for parasites. That's, and I'm non-medical. Uh, and are, are you medical, Dot? That was a man. So zoological equals COVID-19. Okay, there's where you lost me. Okay, I, I don't follow that. And that's why I said some of the stuff I was getting here tonight. I know this won't be read because you have you are following, you, you follow the messaging. Wow. That's why you can't bring in um, small persons.
either that, either that or the guy doing the lights just took some ivermectin. <laughs> because you follow the messaging, you don't know what the fuck I follow. There's no messaging, it's nobody talking in my ear going, no, it's freaking I've come from another planet to tell you my message. But it does make me feel better just ranting. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Dot. Um, I, I really, if you can write me again, just so I understand what the fuck you were trying to tell me. Um, but thank you for writing it. Carlos Acosta, veterans in the house, hoorah. Hey. Good for you, thank you. And I just, and as I say every time, I hope whatever you need after your service that you get it and don't have to wait and eventually we figure that out. Um, this is from uh, Anonymous Girl. Boomers complaining about millennials, complaining about how fucked they are because of what boomers did. Um, I'm gonna read this because it came in today. Uh, and uh, it's from a younger kid, and I just think it's, it's really well written about uh, what they have to deal with. And if I can get this. No, of course you don't work. Oh, yeah. Um, this is uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. It's anonymous. I'm a 17-year-old high school student. All the time, my adult seniors talk about how shitty my generation is how we don't know anything and need to learn and get over our now known ADHD, autism, and other learning disabilities or sensory issues. The argument I'm always told is that if I could sit in class not twitching or saying a word without getting in trouble, so could you and your generation who wants to put labels on everything and make it an excuse. This coming from the same man or woman trying to stay anonymous here who told me that my sister going to the suicide ward a few weeks after my dad died and she has Asperger's, well, that'll teach her a lesson. Yep, I'm reading this to you because the one thing I know I can count on when I come to California is empathy. And that's true, I mean, I just do. And uh, please, the rest of you I know are empathetic. You don't need to applaud. I could sense it. The reason your classmates could sit for long hours in the room learning is because the ones like me and my siblings were called retarded and sent to a room on our own, unable to learn properly. Or they were scared so shitless by the administration or parents that they stayed still, not learning, but fearing if they moved, something bad would happen to them. I'm sorry I can't experience how awful it was for you in school, but it's kind of the point of progression to move on from mistakes and learn from them. All anyone wants to do is bitch about what happened when they were younger and how bad it was for them and how we have it easy, easier now than the same people complain about how we don't get to experience the same hardship as them. Why would you complain about that? And don't get me wrong, my generation does have an addiction to phones and technology. But how could we not? You shove an iPad in our face to shut us up when we were little and taught us that that's what to rely on for socializing, then complain at us when we're older for being addicted. I don't understand, Lewis. I want to go into the medical field and be able to take care of myself, but my one good adult to learn from died in 2020, and now I'm stuck with two people who I love, but I just try to control me now when they didn't want to give me the time of day when I was younger. And I'm not going out partying or crazy stuff. I'm just going from school to home, where I work to keep straight A's and do the chores I am able. I'm also up for a job interview soon. I even have a chronic belly pain disease, and I'm currently getting tested for POTS which is a fatigue disorder, but I keep that under wraps because then I would be labeling myself and making an excuse. See where I'm going with this? I want to respect people and earn their trust, but I've come to a conclusion that you help me think of. You know all this shit talk about healing processes and spiritual BS? Well, I've got a perfect one for me. Maybe the next step in my healing journey is telling more people to fuck right off.
Yeah. Thanks for that, and and thank you. Uh, and I, I, you look around, you'll find an adult. I can guarantee that. Um, they're out there. They're not all crazy. Um, don't, and don't take the applause in this room as a signal that there aren't a lot. They, they really try to applaud, but a lot of them are trapped within their own security about applause. This is California, and the, the, many of them are seeing their psychiatrist tomorrow or their yoga instructor, and they'll be working on applauding. A lot of them are doing it backwards. That's all I'll tell you. No, stop, stop. No one can hear you, so shut the fuck up, and you too. Um, and this is, I will end with this because it kind of is a nice wrap up to all of this. This is from Nick Ruiz. To all the parents out there who label their small children with a professional title such as chef, and I say this with the most utmost sincerity, fuck you. It's a society we've become so numb to rewarding actual success because every fucking moron out there deserves a participation trophy for mediocrity. And it makes the people who actually earned the goddamn title comparable to little five-year-old Johnny fucking no-name because he learned to successfully light the stovetop without blowing up the fucking house. Where does it fucking end? Is the same little Johnny no-name twat a fucking scientist after he makes a paper mache volcano for his first science fair? Holy fucking shit. Where was this little fucker when his peers were trying to make the goddamn vaccine? Oh, wait, I know. Discovering that Play-Doh tastes bad while he was attempting to become the next Michelangelo. Stop setting your little parasites up for failure by telling them that they are more than they are which is a product of two underachieved simplistic morons. Are you one of these moron pandering simpler, simpleton breeders? Might I make a simple suggestion? Suck my left testicle. I might even pay you, and then you can earn a title that doesn't require an education or any credentials, thus teaching little Johnny fucking no one that some jobs don't require much experience at all. A lesson in realism might teach some humility to future generations, because at this point in time, we all appear to be fucked. Sin fucking sincerely, someone with a degree. <laughs> I want to thank you all for coming out tonight. I deeply appreciate the time we spent together. We'll be in San Luis Obispo tomorrow and San Francisco on Saturday, and I hope to see you there. Send in your rants. Take care of each other. Good night. We are in beautiful, bucolic, uh, almost to the point of nausea, <laughs> San Luis Obispo at the Fremont Theater. And uh, <laughs> and it's a, a pleasure to be here. I've, I haven't been here in quite some time. Did you guys, I, uh, one of the things I remembered, you outlawed smoking? Yeah. Outdoors? Yeah, like in 1947. <laughs> Because I remember coming, and I forget what year, what year it was, and, they, and I was still smoking, and, uh, and people said, well, you know, you can't smoke there. And I went, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> well, they won't let you smoke outside. It's outside! In a fucking town that has cars running through it, and I can't, I pump, 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 fuck you! But they did, they outlawed smoking. And then I, I didn't come back for a couple of years. <laughs> We're gonna uh, get right to this. Um, this is from Jan Humphrey, uh, who's here tonight. Um, most of what you'll be hearing tonight comes from, from the folks who live here. Why did I pay extra for a cold plastic chair? <laughs> at, the, at the Fremont Theater in SLO. And the warm velvet ones are one row behind us. <laughs> My butt is cold. I, I hope you found a friend's hand to sit on. I, I don't, that's really, usually the, the nice chairs are, it's so funny. 
or in front of you. Well, you, you really fucked yourself paying more money. That'll teach you. That'll fucking teach you. Uh, this is uh, Stacy Sullivan. Uh, historic Fremont Theater. Do you wish you lived in uh, San Luis Obispo? We need you here. Oprah named it the happiest place in America. Did she really? Well, that's reason one I won't. Please change that for me. Moving here from Seattle, it's too nice. <laughs> yeah, Seattle, which I was, to give you an idea of what she's talking about, I was in Seattle for, they were doing a play of mine there and I was there four months, three months. And uh, during that time, there was one day where it did, literally one day where it didn't rain. One, one fucking day. You would literally get up, look outside, it was big, sunny. 10 minutes later, I'd have everything on, look out, it's sunny. Literally take the elevator down, pouring rain. When it, the sun would come out, the, these poor fuckers in Seattle, I am not exaggerating, I am not exaggerating, I am not exaggerating. They would wander out from work and just lay down wherever they could, and, literally, and face the sun. It was psychotic, it was like, you thought, holy fuck, I'm surprised they don't just have a sun worship kind of a church that they go to. It, it's weird, it was like watching, you might see animals do this, but human beings you didn't expect. This is Gary Farrell, uh, watching motherfuckers hold a tablet to get through their skit. Uh, yeah, I want my old Lewis Black back. I am old. Gary. Um, I did the whole act. Did I have a fucking thing in my hand? No, I didn't, Gary. I didn't. I could do 15 more minutes, Gary, but I want to do this. I've been doing this for six years, Gary. Six fucking years. Six fucking years, Gary. Six years. And you are one of the first people who went, why are you fucking doing this? The reason I'm doing it is because it goes throughout the world, Gary, and I don't want to waste my material. <laughs> no, it really goes to the fact that I, this is my TV show, Gary. This is the best I can fucking do. You're stuck with it. They're, they're gonna have a, uh, they're gonna basically, they're gonna do, the, Trevor Noah just left The Daily Show. I've been there fucking 25 years, Gary. 25 fucking years, Gary. You listening fucking Gary? 25 years. They didn't even give me an audition at any time for that fucking chair. I won't get an audition this time. This is my TV show, Gary, and welcome to it. From Rory De Palma, you know what fucking pisses me off? No fucking parking, because some fucking comedian comes to town and parks his big ass tour bus and takes up a half a block of fucking parking. <laughs> then fucks around town all day, then can't even show up on time. What the fuck? <laughs> Rory, Rory, did you have somewhere to be? <laughs> if I'd known, I seriously would have. I don't decide when I go on stage, okay? I'm fucking tired of that. I don't sit around going, I'm not going on. God damn it, I need some heroin. I don't do that. All right? I fucking ask a lot of the times, can I fucking go out now? Can we start? We don't start because people don't arrive a lot of the times at the theater on time. A lot of the times I park my big fucking bus and people can't park near there, okay? So that's the deal. All right, and where did you want me to park the fucking bus? We gotta get shit in here. <laughs> this is from Lily. I'm not gonna say your last name because you're, because you'll see why, Lily. Unless you really, unless at the end you want me to tell them your last name, but I'm trying to protect you. <laughs> People wonder why there's a teacher shortage. We're overworked, underpaid, and have to deal with parents. <laughs> fucking parents. Why haven't you been able to teach my Johnny math? because Johnny eats paste. 
You're intentionally not calling on my student. No, I have a class of 42nd graders. Tell Johnny to fucking grow a set and not cry every time he is at the hall monitor. Stop giving teachers coffee mugs. Just send booze. You know how your kids are? Send lots of booze. This one's a bit, a bit more serious, but Joel Schwartz says, I graduated from grad school just as the recession hit and with a disability. And by the time uh, I got a good enough paying job and could afford to pay anything toward my student loans, it had ballooned to a quarter million. Yeah, it is. It's pretty remarkable when it comes to these student loans. What really is remarkable is, is that my, I had an NDSL loan and the fact that I remember that and not remember what day it is is always going to astonish me. So they had a national defense student loan when I went to theater school, and it was $3,200. And the, the fucking percentage on that loan was 25 or 3%. So it wasn't like what they were doing now. I don't know when we started that. I don't know why we started it. I don't know how difficult it would be to actually have a loan that was 1% or why if you want to give kids money to go to school that you have any kind of fucking percentage on it. You just, you fucking, it's absurd. It really is. I graduate, okay. Um, meanwhile, the government is bailing out left and right the fucknuts who created the recession in the first place. <laughs> And people are up in arms about a measly 10K. I was able to hire three disabled people and grow my business during the loan freeze. When the loans can't come back, everything will be unstable. Fuck the GOP. Fuck Biden, who I believe is the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> fuck Biden and his empty promises. And fuck all of you who don't realize how much money can be going to each other's small businesses that are being swallowed by giant loan companies that contribute horse piss to this country. It's horse piss to the economy. It's the same fucking thing. This country lives on that. And I love the fact, uh, what I love today was is that, and it always kind of astonishes me that the, uh, we had, we created more jobs, so we're down to 3.5% unemployment, and that stimulates inflation. It makes me wonder if there's something fucking wrong with our system. You can't fucking, it can't be that way. Seriously. I've, I've watched this all my life. They used to say it was, well, we got below 4%, 5% unemployment. That's, you know, the economy gets rocky. Then something is fucking wrong. There is something so disturbing wrong that we can't be a full employment economy that it will fuck up our economy to be people to work. I, I, it just, somebody explain. And then the people bitch about the 3.5 or Well, those sons of bitches are sucking the life out of us. Son of a bitch. Get a grip. I don't even know what I just said. Kate Payne, dear Lewis, uh, uh, I, I feel like we live in an age that we now have the technology to land rockets perfectly after launching them. We should have the technology to develop a toilet seat that stays centered on the bowl at all times. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? You sit down and suddenly the side of your ass cheek hits the cold bowl. Son of a bitch. I'm a girl that works with a bunch of boys and share one toilet so you can see how surprised I am when the seat is shifted when I sit down. Who cares if they leave the seat up? That's an easy fix. There's no fixing the feeling of that icy porcelain. <laughs> and, and at the end, she says, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I leave this with you as you uh, head out into the evening and for probably a couple of drinks. I think this is a well put uh, ending to the evening and I wanna thank you all for coming out. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. For those who are uh, watching, I'll be in San Francisco tomorrow, and you can send your, your rants in, and uh, um, uh, well, please start doing that now, and uh, if you can, and um, 
Uh, I, and I want to thank everybody who, uh, who wrote in this evening. Thank you. I didn't, if, if I didn't get a chance to read yours, it's only because of time and because of Gary. I, I, didn't want to, I only didn't want him to suffer through too much tonight. This is from Larry Bass. Hi, Lewis. Well, any day now I'm going to lose my shit. We have national this day or that month, and I'm fine. Everyone and everything needs their sunshine day. But son of a bitch, when will it fucking stop? Now we have fucking sober October? I, I didn't even know about this. I, I may have heard about it and went, ah, fine, fine. There are some people that should definitely celebrate. And yes, it is a fundraiser in England. But I don't need to see some expert asshole on CNN telling me how it could be good for me, too. <laughs> Fuck them. Keep their goody two-shoes to themselves. Unless, of course, I get a drunken December or an alcoholic April. When will it fucking stop? Thank you so much, San Luis Obispo. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Aha, Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salter. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brew. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.